Hey, homemakers, welcome back to another episode of the Happy as a Homemaker podcast. I am Chandler, your host. I am very excited to be back. I don't know that I'm fully back. Um, I just don't know. A lot of things have happened. Well, not really, but I don't really know. Okay, so I just started really feeling like I needed a break. And then I don't know why. I've heard a lot of people say this. Um, The Covenant Nashville shooting happened. And I don't know why. I mean, I... Some of you all know I do live in Tennessee. I don't live in Nashville, but I have family there and it just felt really different than any other shooting. I don't know if it's because it was near me, like in my state. I don't know if it's because it was aimed at Christians, children. I don't know, but it just really shook me. And um, it was just one of those things that happened that made me just feel like, wow, life is so precious. We are not guaranteed anything. Um, I, you know, nothing else in life matters except for my sweet babies and my husband. Like, you know, so obviously I don't mean that to say none of you all matter because of course that is not true. I love you all to pieces. I appreciate, um, the community that we've built and the connections that I've made. And I am always so happy and um, encouraged when you all send me messages. And I do appreciate a few of you checking in on me um, on Instagram and all of that. And I'm really doing okay. So all of that happened. And then I did have a bit of a family crisis. Everything is okay now. It was really scary, um, but, but we're all okay And, uh, I, you know, obviously I can't just like go into the things, but everything is fine, but it was really scary. And so that delayed things even longer because, uh, you know, I, it involved me doing some traveling and it just like kind of turned my world upside down for a little bit. So everything's okay. We're all good. It's just a crazy time. It's, it's just I really feel like the Lord has humbled me a lot over the last couple of months. And I, I'm glad and I want to be transparent with you all because I think it might be easy to listen to my podcast sometimes and assume that I just have it all together. <laughs> and I don't. I definitely don't. And I go through hard times and hard seasons. And having two children, um, two young children, has been very tough. Oh, oh, on top of that, my husband has been working like double what he normally does. And that has been really tough on me as well. He has to do that like a couple times a year. And it's so rough. I always forget. Well, I don't forget, but I always think, okay, this time I'm going to, it's okay. Like, it's not going to be that hard. Like, I'm going to handle it better because I'm used to it. And it's just not. It's just so hard because he's gone for like 12 hours. Well, really like 14 because he has a long commute. And, you know, it's just, it's just rough. So I always think whenever I am in these situations where my husband's working a lot, I always think about um, like military wives who their husbands get deployed. I follow a few on Instagram and, you know, their husbands will get deployed for like a year or, or several years or even a month or a couple of months. And I'm just like, 
wow, I couldn't, I mean, I guess I, I would, I, you just kind of have to, you don't have a choice, but I just give so much respect to women who just were single moms. Wow. I think about that a lot too. I'm like, if I were a single mom, this would be not only this would be my life, but like, obviously you would still, you would have to work as well, you know, and it just, it doing it alone is so tough. <laughs> and so, um, again, just being so humbled lately, learning, I am in, and that's another thing. And that's why I say I'm not fully back because I don't think I can give you all a, like a weekly podcast right now. I just, I'm in a, a very like transformative um, time right now and um, it's good. And I hope that soonish I'll be able to kind of reflect on this all and use it to help other homemakers who are going through things. It's, it's like nothing specific. There's just a few things like being content with some things and, um, and learning how to, uh, manage my home with my children and kind of getting a little bit more into needing to like have some more structure as my daughter gets older with like homeschool and then also trying to like really build my in-person community, you know, all of these things that I hope I can um, reflect on and give you all advice or, or whatever one day. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just in a, I'm in a period of just growth, I guess. I don't know. Uh, and then, okay, so this podcast is really special because um, I have wanted to do this podcast ever since I read this book. Well, no, no, because I read the book and then I didn't start the podcast for a little bit later. But I remember when I started the podcast thinking like, this book is going to seriously be um, like the backbone of my podcast, which is really sad because I haven't. But what ha what kept happening was there's so much to it. Um, and even just now, I was, I was kind of gathering my thoughts on what I wanted to talk about in terms of boundaries is I was flipping through the book. I have so many things underlined, dog-eared, and I was like, oh, I got to talk about that. Well, I got to talk about that too. Well, what about that? That's a really good point. No, I really need, to, they need to know this. And I just realized, okay, I'm, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna talk for a little bit. And then if, if I need to revisit and do like a boundaries part two, boundaries part three, or like boundaries specific to marriage, boundaries specific to um, in-laws, boundaries specific to social media. Like, you know, this is going to be the, the introductory kind of general boundaries podcast. Um, and on that note, we are doing a giveaway and I'm going to go ahead and announce the winner. So yeah, I felt so bad too, because I realized I really needed a break. And I had been um, every week saying like, make sure you leave a review because um, I do a monthly giveaway. And I never did. Um, I never did a March giveaway. So this month, I'm going to do two. Um, two, I'm giving two boundaries books away. It's called Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. I hope this book is very popular. I hear lots of influencers um, talk about it all the time, pastors, 
this very popular book. So I hope that you don't already have it. If you do, um, send me a message and we can figure something else out. Maybe I can send you like a fascinating womanhood book or something. Um, but okay. So it's called when to say yes, how to say no to take control of your life. And okay, I'm going to go ahead and announce the winner. So two reviews, um, and I just kind of randomly picked them by the way. Um, the first one is Savannah underscore Earheart. I'm so thankful there are godly women out there that can speak life into other Christian women, moms, and homemakers. I have been finding this podcast so encouraging and also incredibly motivating to do better in my homemaking and in my family. So looking forward to more. Thank you so much, Savannah. So kind of you. Um, I really appreciate it. So if, um, if you will send me an email and let me know that you are the winner and we will get it figured out to get you a copy of Boundaries. The second winner is Michaela Liu. Um, she said, when I'm feeling a little slump in thankfulness or inspiration on being a stay-at-home mom and I turn to Chandler's podcast, I'm always surprised by her content because it's not what I necessarily expect but often agree with. The stories she shares help clearly explain her points, and I often find myself implementing one or two tips right away. I look forward to each episode when they are dropped, and I'm now a Patreon follower just to hear every detail she shares. So kind. Um, I do, yes, Michaela is a Patreon member. Um, we are a small, but we are a growing community. <laughs> Slow and steady, we are growing. Um, but yes, I, I thank you so much, Michaela. And yes, um, send me an email. Oh, my email is happyasahomemaker at gmail.com. Send me an email. We'll get you a book and it will bless you for your whole life. Like this is one of those books. I do like Audible um, for certain things that I feel like I want to listen to this, but I don't think I need to buy it. But like, this is one of those books. I'm like, you definitely, and you know what? I actually see them a lot in thrift stores. I saw one at a thrift store the other day and I thought about buying it. I should have, but um just to like give to someone, but I see them in thrift stores a lot. Like I said, this book is really popular and, um, it, I just so recommend it for moms. Um, and this is, we'll go ahead and kind of get into, um, the podcast. Like I, so even if here's the thing, I have never been someone that I like, you know, there's this whole term of like people pleasing. And I think that there's a lot of things to say about people pleasing. I think that um, people pleasing isn't necessarily bad. I think there's a proper way to steward it, right? So, um, but but there are some people who truly are people pleasers and they are just, you know, I hate kind of this word, but like doormats, I guess you might say. And like, um, they just... They never want anyone to be mad at them. They never want anyone to feel uncomfortable. They they never want, you know, they always are just, they will they will lie about how they feel about something or or they just let people walk all over them. They, you know, um, to an, they might even sacrifice like their family, the well-being of their family in order to please like other people either specific people or, um, you know, and I think it, it's really the thing that I struggled with, with this is, like I said, I'm not really like, I'm really not like that. Like, I don't, 
necessarily have ha- ever had a problem with being like, sorry, I'm not doing that. And if you don't, that means you don't like me. Like, I don't really care, you know? Um, but what I struggled with as a somewhat new Christian who truly had a heart for the Lord and, and wanted desperately to do and still do pursuing Jesus, wanting to please the Lord. And, uh, you know, if you've listened to my testimony, you know, like I was raised a Christian, but, um, it wasn't really up until the last like five or six years where the Lord just truly captured my heart, really even like four years. So where I just really transformed and I just want to please the Lord now. And, um, yeah, so as a new mom and a kind of newish Christian, I remember feeling like, you know, your your boundaries are are so um challenged here and just a lot of things are challenged, like relationships with in-laws. Um and I have amazing in-laws. I do. Um and that's a thing. Like it, it's not that you don't need boundaries just for people in your life that you don't like, right? Like in order to have a healthy relationship with people, you need to both have boundaries and respect other people's boundaries. You need to learn how to do that. This is also a great parenting book and we're going to get into all this and like, I'm really going to try and keep it under like 30, 40 minutes because I just don't want to talk your ear off. Um, but yeah, I just remember being like, God, like, I don't know at what point am I being sinful for saying no to certain things? Um, You know, at what point is it sinful for me? You know, there's just, there's all of these things. So that's kind of, um, I've actually owned this book for a long time. I bought it um, in college. We had like, we had to read a book and I bought it and I don't even know if I read it. I think I bought two books and then I ended up picking one to do the report on. I don't really know, but it's just kind of been one of those books that have just been sitting there. And then finally I became a new mom. And for some reason I was just like, you know what? I think I need to read this book. And maybe I heard someone talk about it on a podcast or something. And I was just like, okay, this is, this is what I need to read because it's, you know, um, lots of Christians that I respect and admire, like they, they, and it's scriptural, you know, it's scriptural boundaries. You know, I didn't want to be like, you know, in society today. It's just like, you do you and don't care what other people think. Uh, you know, what mama, what mama bear wants, mama bear gets. And, you know, you just, uh, you don't want, uh, toxic people in your life and all of these things where I just, I didn't want to listen to the world. I wanted to listen to what the Lord had to say about this. So, um, yeah. If you're a new mom or especially a new wife, I think would be a really good book to read too. This is like totally a great marriage book. Um, And then, okay, so to start, it's exhausting not to have boundaries, truly. I mean, think about the book opens and it's actually like the pinnacle um, exhausted mom 
like example who just says yes to everything. She's always on the go. She's doing PTA. She's doing all the soccer things. She's, you know, uh, doing everything for her kids. Like she's just, she's exhausted, you know, and obviously, and that's the thing I struggled with as a new mom, because I wanted, um, a life of servanthood, you know, Jesus wants us to be servants to people. And, and, um, this book just really helps with, with that, you know, kind of, um, being able to like respect the fact that you're a human, right? Like, and that is something that I have realized lately is in a lot of ways, we exhaust ourselves as moms, um, wives, friends, whatever, uh, just people. We, we are trying to play God in a lot of ways, right? Um, you, you know, like, we're trying to play God in that we're trying to be everything for everyone all the time and not accept the fact that we need to sleep, we need to eat, um, we need to rest, you know, Jesus rested. I don't think that he needed to, probably, but he did. And he was fully God and fully man. We are not fully God. We are fully man, woman, and we need rest. We do. Um, and, and that can be scary too, if you have a past like me of being a very lazy person. And so th those are hard things to accept because I think for me, like the pendulum swung so far in the other direction because I was just like running away from my laziness, repenting with all of my might just saying, oh, I don't want to be lazy anymore. I'm going to be productive. I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to have, you know, I, and, and I think that was really, really good initially, but then it became a little bit too like, whoa, you know, okay, you're not God, calm down. <laughs> but, um, it, and then like two, okay. So I, I also have a very like rebellious spirit and which is funny because you know, and I've seen this kind of going around Instagram. It's like being a rebel in 2023 is being a stay-at-home mom, right? Is is not being a feminist, is being a conservative, is being pro-life. It's um, choosing to birth your children, raise your children unto the Lord, uh, homeschool your children if, you know, you feel called to do so, having a healthy, happy marriage honoring the Lord, um, respecting your husband, not talking bad about him to people, uh, loving your children and not apologizing for that, right? Like all of these things that we do as traditional happy as a homemaker people, like it's actually, it's so funny to me. It's like, I am a rebel. <laughs> Truly, I am, you know, God gave me I, or, you know, I mean, I, I've always had this rebellious spirit and God took that and turned it into something beautiful. You know, I know, uh, there's so much, uh, like, um, negative hype about elevation worship, but I do love that song graves into gardens. Cause I think about that all the time. I'm like, wow, like I was so dead in my sin and God 
made me beautiful. He made my life beautiful. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah. Okay. So where I was going with that is, um, I remember being like a hipster Christian in high school and being like, yeah, like, you know, I think that, uh, you know, uh, there's some good, good points in the Bible, but like, I just don't really like being told what to do, you know, <laughs> like just kind of being like, I just don't really like how God like has all these like restrictions, you know, I feel like people should just be able to like do whatever they want and like live their life, you know? And, uh, it's so crazy. Cause like, if you really read and study the Bible, like, yes, the old Testament, it has, um, more restrictions than the new Testament, but like even, um, Leviticus, you know, reading about all of these laws, um, like for a lot of my life, um, like there was talk, I just remember hearing about the laws about um, women being unclean when they're on their period and they had to like go into a tent or whatever. And it like God, the Old Testament, God was so oppressive and hated women. And uh, it's like, okay, go and actually read Leviticus and you'll find out that he had the same law for men too. Um, it was a shorter period because um, it was men's, whatever you call it, ejaculate is shorter of a time than a woman's period, but they had the same laws, okay? Like, it wasn't just for women. Like, have you actually read Leviticus? And also, have you actually studied um, why he did that? Because it was, like, for sanitary purposes, right? So um, everything that, and that's the thing, too, is, like, if you don't have a heart that's after God, like you, you're not going to see the Bible in that way. You know, um, you're not going to see the Bible as in, in God's words and his laws and commands as loving. Right. Um, and that's the thing too. Like, let's talk about the garden of Eden. Right. Like, I feel like people today would be like, how, why would he, why would he put that tree there, you know, just to tempt Adam and Eve? Like, why would he do that? You know, and it's like, you need to flip your perspective. God said, you can have all of this, the, everything here you can have. But here's your boundary. You can't eat from this tree. It's for your good. It's because I love you. Um, let's talk about sex. People think it's so oppressive and wrong and unloving that God says, you can do whatever you want, but it has to be when you're married and with one person. But other than that, go to town, do whatever you want. That's so loving. That's not restrictive. And it's for our good. And it's because he loves us. So those are just some like basic examples. But, um, and there are times where I'll be reading the Bible and think like, you know, I might be offended or something. And the, the antidote to that is to pray and say, God, just help me to understand this and to see, uh, you as loving, you know? Um, so, okay. Well, I wanted to read you 
a Bible verse, which is quoted in this book. This lovely book. Goodness, such a good book. Um, okay, God disciplines us for our good, that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been drained by it. Hebrews 12, 10 through 11. And uh, that is so true. Uh, it, I think about the saying, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret, right? Um, it's so true. I mean, okay, so that's just kind of a Bible verse to back up everything that I'm saying about discipline. The Lord disciplines us because he loves us. Um, and, and, uh, okay. So boundaries are very important in forming and maintaining healthy relationships. So this is something that I don't think a lot of us have been taught. Um, at least, I don't know. Uh, so like growing up, when someone violated a boundary of mine, like I found out, maybe I found out a girlfriend of mine was gossiping about me. Like she, I found out through somebody that she said that I looked fat in a dress or that, I don't know, you know, I just, I don't know, something like that. Or, you know, if someone like stole something from me, I don't know. That's never happened. I don't think I kind of have blocked out high school because it just really wasn't a pleasant time for me. <laughs> but um, I would literally ghost them. Like, I do not have any friends <laughs> from high school. And I think, I mean, I think it's because, you know, for the longest time, I was just like, everyone in my high school was just not good. Like, I just didn't like any of them. And now I'm like, well, I was the common denominator there. So uh, I, I think it's because I didn't know how to maintain, build and maintain healthy relationships. And I think a lot of it was boundary issues. Um, so now I know through this book is that I can confront someone lovingly to let them know that they violated a boundary if I decide that I should. If I decide it's not worth it, then I need to let it go and move on. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot more in the book, but like that's a, a big premise that I learned through reading this book is, um, and we're going to talk about anger. So I have, um, I have been someone who has and still does struggle with anger, um, which I think is kind of weird as a, as a, um, as human, as a woman, because we typically associate anger, like the rage anger. And it's not that I'm like throwing stuff, you know, or anything like that, but it's just, it's an emotion that I kind of chronically have dealt with. Um, I don't like act on it, but like, it's just, it's just kind of weird. Because I just feel like normally men are the ones that have like the anger issues. And we're going to talk about that in a second too. Um, so this book talks a lot about boundaries and how they can help decrease anger. Because when we have relationships and friendships and um, or marriages and people are constantly 
um, violating different boundaries that we have, we often can feel very angry and or depressed. Um, and I also think that that's a big reason that I dealt with depression growing up. Um, I think because I didn't have boundaries. Um, I'm going to talk about this in a minute, but I didn't have boundaries with relationships. And then I also didn't have boundaries for myself. Um, so let's talk about anger. Angry. Okay. Now this I wanted to highlight for people that are women, uh, my wives here that are dealing with angry husbands. Now, I don't want to, I, I would never want you to think like that I'm saying it's your fault. Like your husband's sin is your fault. That is not what I'm saying. We are all responsible for our own sin. Um, but a lot of what I talk about on this podcast, especially when it comes to marriage, which I try to stay, I try to tread lightly because I, however, my next podcast I think is going to be on marriage because I'm coming up on five years um, of happy marriage. <laughs> and, um, we've changed a lot. My husband and I were talking about that this morning. We were like, wow, we've come a long way. Like our marriage is so good. But, um, okay. So I know that, I know that anger, a lot of women deal with an angry husband. Oh, I am coming up on 30 minutes. Okay. I'm going to stop recording and then I'm going to restart. So it's just going to cut off for a second. Okay, so this might be a really long episode, or maybe I should break it into two parts. I'm not sure. Um, okay, so angry husbands. Um, I, I, the, okay, I'm just going to read to you from the book. As you develop better boundaries, you have less need for anger. This is because in many cases, anger was the only boundary you had. So I think that that's really common with men um, for whatever reason is, um, and a lot of it can be childhood stuff, trauma. Um, and, and that's what I love about this book is it's not, it's not justifying your sin. It's saying, here's what you can do. Right. And then you need to get over it. Like not get over it, but like it says, don't get mad, set a limit. Right. Like, and that's what I was talking about earlier is if someone violates my boundary, I have a decision to make. Um, I, I can either decide I need to tell them, you know, this boundary is significant enough, or I need to just be like, okay, well, that was really frustrating, but I don't want to confront them, so I must forgive and get over it, right? There's no, there's no just like, yeah, you're angry, it's totally justified, and that's it. No, like, this is helping you walk through why you feel an emotion and what to do about it. Um, the more biblical our boundaries are, the less anger we experience. Individuals with mature boundaries are the least angry people in the world. Isn't that amazing? Well, oh, and this, it goes on to say, while those who are just beginning boundary work see their anger increase, this passes as boundaries grow and develop. So that might be something important to consider. Um, and, and uh, you know, it, not only your own anger might increase, but anger of people who have been walking all over you. And this book does talk about that, is um, you, 
and and this has happened to me with certain relationships where I decided, you know, this is worth talking about, and it kind of shocks people. Um, Even if you're as loving as you possibly can be, it does kind of shock people if you're someone that has never um, set a boundary before, and all of a sudden you're confronting them and saying, hey, like, this really wasn't okay, you know, like, I know you didn't know, but like, I just have to tell you now, like, please, please, please don't do that again. I love you so much. I just, I just, you know, whatever, whatever it is. They might get mad. They might um, lash out. You know, this book talks about all of this. It's like it. it they they are going to try to control you. Um, anyway, gosh, so much in this book that I could just talk about forever. Um, marriage and relationships. We want people to respect our boundaries, and we cannot be offended when they expect us to respect theirs. So that's a really, that was a huge turning point for me with marriage. Just certain things um, with my husband, you know, um, I can't really give any like specific examples, but wanting like hypocrisy, basically wanting him to uh, respect my boundaries, you know, whatever they may be, but then getting mad when he wants me to respect his, right? Um, We need to respect the boundaries of others. We need to love the boundaries of others in order to command respect for our own. We need to treat their boundaries the way we want to treat ours. Um, If we love and respect people who tell us no, they will love and respect our no. Freedom begets freedom. If we are walking in the spirit, we we give people the freedom to make their own choices. Isn't this so godly, right? God, he he gives us so much freedom um, to make our own choices, and that's because he loves us. Even if it's not what he prefers, even if it's not um, what's best for us, he loves us and he gives us that freedom. Now, obviously... Um, that looks a little bit different with children. And we'll talk about that a little bit, like, but, but it still does apply. Um, our real concern with others should not be, are they doing what I would do or what I want them to do? But are they really making a free choice? That is so important for marriage. Is it not? How many times do we lecture our husbands or, um, you know, try to be quote unquote helpful by telling them what you would do when, I mean, something that I have kind of uh, developed now is if my husband doesn't ask, I don't tell him what I would do. Because if he wants to know, he'll, he'll ask, he'll say, what do you think? You know, in, in one way or another, I'll know that he wants to know what I think. But if he just does something, okay. I'm not I'm not his mommy. He's a grown man. I married him. I love him. I respect him. Um, and and uh, I you know I people if you truly love someone, you you're gonna let them make you want them to make a free choice. You don't want them like, you know, our husbands with, um, how, if we think they should spend 30 night, 30 minutes a day, um, like playing football with the kids or something. Like if we just really think 
that that is what they should do. Like, this is a dumb example, but, um, you know, and we just tell them that over and over and over. And so then they kind of feel like they have to, because, you know, you think that it's so important. Well, that's not really like them making a free choice. Or if we decide you really need to lose some weight, like, I love you. I want you to be around a long time. I really need you to lose weight or at least start eating healthier. This is what you need to do. Um, like you've decided for them. You've not, you're not letting them, uh, you're not respecting their boundaries. You're violating a boundary by saying, by telling someone what to do, um, and not allowing them to make a free choice. Like there's a way to express concern, of course, um, say your piece and then move on, you know, and then respect the boundary. The Bible says that true love leads to a blessed state and a state of cheer. Love brings happiness, not depression. If you're loving, if you're loving is depressing you, it's probably not love. Do I need to say more? Like, I mean, truly. Okay. So the more I grow into motherhood, the more I realize that grown-ups and toddlers have a lot more in common than we'd like to think. For example, this isn't boundary related, but let's say your child rudely demands for a snack and like, give me a snack. And you say, ask nicely in a not so nice tone. Do you see the hypocrisy here? Um, not saying not to correct your child, of course, but I think it's easy to just go throughout life as a parent and just think because you're a parent, you don't have flaws or things you need to work on. Um, so how this pertains to boundaries is I think as a teen, I dealt with a lot of depression because I didn't have a lot of set boundaries. Again, it's this secular idea um, that we should just be able to do whatever we feel, follow your heart, follow your body. When what does the Bible say through and through? The exact opposite. Am I right? Uh, I, I didn't have any boundaries with my body, what I wore, no boundaries with my clothes. Um, with boys, I had very little boundaries, um, dating, all of those things. Uh, food was a big problem I had. Um, I ate whatever, whenever I wanted. Um, I had no set routines for when I would get my homework done. I was a huge procrastinator. Um, so then I also had boundary, boundary issues with sleep because I didn't have a bedtime. I would stay up all night either writing an essay or just like watching YouTube videos. That was another thing is the internet. I had no boundaries with the internet. Um, and I think that this is also true for young children and adults as well. Um, and I'm not calling for like rigidity. Um, and I think we do need to teach our children and learn ourselves how to be flexible like, we don't want our children to just have a complete meltdown if they don't go down for a nap exactly at 1 o'clock p.m., right? Like, every single day. But, like, you know, I mean, like, I I am, that's not the best example, because I am pretty strict about, like, nap time right now. But, but I do, you know, fudge the lines a little bit. Sometimes it's 1.30. It's been as late as 2. Like, 
it, you know, we're, we're teaching boundary, loving boundaries that aren't. And that's why I go back to the Bible. Like if you see God's commands as restrictive in a negative way, you need to pray about your perspective on God and how loving he is. And, and that's the thing I realized too, is God cares about your heart. He cares about why you're doing something, right? Um, over time, as I grew to really love the Lord and understand that he wanted what was best for me and um, what a wretch I was, <laughs> truly, I was like, oh, I want to walk in your ways. I want to please you. I want to do what you want me to do. I want to live my life by your ways, right? And obviously, that's also um, kind of the idea with being like a godly parent is, you know, we are kind of trying to mirror, not kind of, like we are trying to mirror that relationship that we have with God with our children. Not that like we want our children to think we're God, but like we want our children to want to respect us and um, follow us while we're following Jesus, right? Um, because, you know, it's it's all like one big metaphor. It's pretty cool. The way that God set it all up, right? So um, boundaries. Oh, I think I already kind of touched on this, but boundaries really help with anxiety. Um, think about, okay, so many women that I know that are suffering with debilitating depression and anxiety and, you know, and then you look at their lives and they have these, they follow these secular accounts and they read these secular books that say, you know, well, we should just get up every morning and do whatever we feel like doing and wear whatever we feel like wearing and sleep with whoever we feel like sleeping with and eat whatever we feel like eating in that moment. And we shouldn't have to answer to anyone and we shouldn't have to, um, no one should be able to tell us what to do. And that's that. Like, I shouldn't have to do anything other than that. And it's just like, no wonder you're so depressed because how anxious I think about right now, you know, I try to have like a bit of a capsule wardrobe and right now I just don't, um, for a few reasons. And I think about on a, just a very small scale, the anxiety I get when I go to get dressed in the morning and I'm like, ah, I don't know what to wear. I don't know what to wear. What do I wear? What do I wear? So much. Okay. And think about that times 10. If you're like, oh, oh um, eating, you know, I've been doing intermittent fasting and I know everyone freaks out about intermittent fasting, but like, seriously read. Okay. This is another book that I might give away someday. Cause it's really good. Um, not Christian at all, but I mean, it's not like not Christian, but it's called fast feast repeat by Jen Stevens. Highly recommend that book. Don't recommend fasting. If you're like, um, pregnant or like nursing. Um, I still am kind of nursing, but not really. Um, but anyway, um, having limits, having boundaries of when it's time to eat and when it is not time to eat. Because for the longest time, I've been trying to just like really listen to my body and really be intuitive. 
Um, but I always wondered, and I kind of want to do an episode on this, is intuitive eating and is it biblical? Because for the longest time I've, you know, been like, yeah, like God wants me to listen to my body, but I'm like, that's not necessarily biblical because the Bible doesn't say for me to listen to my body. You know, um, it says to eat enough, you know, um, moderate living, um, you know, it, the, it does say like when you fast. So like, it does say to that you should fast or like, um, all of these different things. So anyway, that has been very freeing for me is having boundaries around food, having boundaries around when I eat, like, because now I don't eat after dinner. Um, well, like I have dinner and then I immediately have like a small sweet something and it's so freeing because like I used to be my whole life, I, I wasn't a late night eater and now I might feel a hunger pain. I might feel a craving. I might feel just like kind of sad or kind of like, I just kind of want something, you know, and I get to just let that go and be like, nope, it's not time to eat. Cool. You know, I think about that with, um, poor, sweet, uh, teenagers who are sexually active. And, you know, I obviously like, you know, when you get, go through puberty, like you start to have raging hormones and a lot of teenagers who are not taught, like there's a time and place to you know, use these hormones. And that is within the context of a healthy marriage. Um, but, but they're just like, you know, they have no boundaries with that. They have no boundaries with their bodies. They have, you know, they feel all these feelings and they think they have to do something about it. And really they just, they don't, you know, they, they could just say not right now. And that's what I say with food. Not right now. You know, it's not my eating window yet. When, I, when it's time, it's time, you know? Um, so I think I've probably been blabbing enough. Oh, schedule. How? I mean, lately I have not had the best schedule because of my husband's work schedule. And um, so it, it really can induce a lot of anxiety when you wake up in the morning and you don't know what to do. Like, there's, you know, a lot of women talk about that with nap time. Their kids go down for their naps and they're like, oh man, I could clean the house. I could work on my side hustle. I could take a nap myself. I could go ahead and cook dinner so I don't have to cook that, cook it later. I could, you know, call a friend. I could read a book. I could read my Bible. I could do this. I could do that. What do I do? Decide ahead of time what your boundaries will be. What will nap time be for you? What will morning time be for you? What will you do when your kids wake up? Like, you know, your kids, they need, they need that structure too. You know, um, now it's time to play. Now it's time to do chores. Now it's time to eat. It's not, we don't eat now. Like, no, we don't eat till this time. And, you know, they need boundaries. You need boundaries. Um, and you get to decide how it, that's it's so amazing about, God and just our lives is like and, and homemaking like how cool is it that you get to you you have a lot of freedom here um 
and then also like you know with social media and relationships for I would first like if you are someone you you read this book or list this podcast and you're like yeah I've got a lot of work to do in this area start with the practical stuff um and then slowly work like the wardrobe the schedule um if you know you feel compelled to do the food thing and then work on um things like social media and then work on relationships slowly um you know don't just call up uh one of your friends who's just been violating your boundaries and just like you know give them this big speech like just to as they come you know like maybe tomorrow you hang out with with your friend and they stay way too long like they you know and then and then maybe and maybe that's something that they do a lot like maybe that you know kind of follow the holy spirit with this pray about it um my hope and prayer is that this helps you tremendously like i said if you can't tell i'm obsessed with this book it is just packed with truly amazing stuff and no like how cool would it be if they were paying me but no i'm not getting paid i don't even have an affiliate link i just i just love this book and it's done such a great it's just one of those books that have truly changed my life um, as a mom and just a person. And I need to read it again because um, I was just reading through the beginning part that talks a lot about like parenting. And my daughter is going to be three soon. And we're just kind of, you know, it's just, it's easier when they're a baby. Like, you, you know, you're not really worried about all that. But like, as they get older, like, you know, these things become more important. So anyway, if you won the giveaway, please email me um, as soon as possible. I'll get that book sent out to you. Hope you all are doing well. Um, yeah, my next podcast is probably going to be um, my our my five-year anniversary is at the end of the month. And I'm hoping to do, so Mrs. Midwest, I don't know if you probably follow her because she's pretty popular in the homemaking community, but she did um, a while ago she did, um, a five things I learned in five years of marriage. And when I saw that video, I was like, Ooh, I'm going to do a podcast on that because five years is totally a milestone. And it, I mean, it's sad that I know so many people who like didn't make it five years. And, um, not only that, like, you know, there's lots of reasons, the Anyway, I need to, I need to cut myself off. I hope y'all are doing well. Um, praying for all of you all the time, keeping you in my prayers, and um, yeah, I will hopefully be back in a couple of weeks. And um, yeah, um, hope hoping to have some like normalcy soon. So just um, yeah, I'll talk to you later.